You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Valentine's Day is coming up. What are you doing to celebrate? I'm going to treat myself to a brand new Lalo. Lalo makes those vibrators that you don't want to miss out on. You don't want to miss out on them because they have state-of-the-art technology. They're simple and functional in their design. And guess what? You could leave them on your nightstand. They're so beautiful that people will think they're lovely back massagers. You've recommended them to everyone I know. I've used it for the past decade, Cam. These are my faves. So if you want Karen Lee's fave vibrators for this Valentine's Day, you can get 20% off any of the products already not on discount when you use promo code MOM20 at Lalo.com. That's code MOM20 at L-E-L-O dot com. Lalo. Take it from me. You will not be disappointed. It's uncomfortable to talk about sex, but sometimes it's important to get uncomfortable. Sex Talk with My Mom is the best mom-son podcast about sex. It's the only one as well. My mother is a cougar. My son is a clown. In a nutshell, my dad died. So my mother decided to create a YouTube channel all about sex, like all mothers do. And then my son decides to use my material in his stand-up comedy routines. And thus, Sex Talk with My Mom was born. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. I'm Curly Poder. We're chatting about sex twice a week. On Mondays, it's just the two of us answering your questions. And on Thursdays, it's with a special guest. And this is a Thursday and we have two special guests. I am ecstatic to say we have the return of Nina Hartley, the legendary porn star and sex educator, alongside her partner, Wendy Patterson, who is absolutely brilliant. And we dive in very deep today. Do you want to explain how this came about, Mother? Sure. Okay, so back in 2012, when I was doing my YouTube channel, I met Nina, and she was... How do you just meet like a uh, famous porn star? I think I reached out to her and said, I'd love to have you come on my show and talk about your knowledge about sex. And she, of course, said, yes, I'd love to come on. And we hit it off via Skype. You guys are two peas in a pod. We are. We're the same age. Uh, people frequently uh, think that... I am her or she is me. I mean, we look alike, we talk alike a little bit. We're, we're just the, it's the same generation, but raised very differently. She Different life experiences, I'd say. She was a nurse. Uh, I don't know if she mentioned that on the show, but she was uh, a nurse. And then she decided, uh, forget nursing, I'm going to become a an iconic porn star, which she did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna become an iconic porn star. She's still doing porn, and uh, it's been like I believe 35 years. And she Wendy is was... one of the top, top performers of all time. And you, do you have a little backstory on Wendy? Yeah, so I met Wendy because Nina and I have been going to get manicure pedicures together for the last several years. Since you moved to LA. Since I moved to LA, she's one of my besties. And because she's brilliant and she's funny and she's just a pleasure to be around. And then you have her partner, Wendy. Both of them were married to men and they both got divorced and now they are together. And And they both identify as female. Yes. They both were born cis females. And so... Is is that the term cis female? Or you just say cis? Well, they have the the anatomy of a woman and they identify as women. So yes, Yes. I'd say they're cis. But... But they don't... But they since have changed a little bit. In the sense that Wendy has gone from being very, very femme-looking to very um, masculine-looking, and uh, Nina still is very femme, so the two together make a beautiful couple. And here's what I'll say: the first time we talked just with Nina in the episode, it's episode 23, Nina Hartley oral sex and kissing tips. It is a deep dive into how to have good sex. It's great. It's got a lot of techniques. And that was four years ago. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. That was four years ago. In she the- was offering to mentor Cam sexually. Yes, she said we'll start with just the head, you know, like kissing tips. Obviously, that was a one of our favorite episodes and one that caused me to tailspin into <laughs> whether I take this person up on her her lessons. That there was a saga associated with with it. We've moved past it. We can now move into this discussion, which was actually much deeper. It was about their relationship and why this is the best sex of their lives yeah it's amazing what i mean what... nina harley's had sex with so many people thousands probably <laughs> and wendy has also experimented a ton nina considers her a peer which is not a title most people get and wendy is considerably younger which i love the fact that nina and i are both cougars and so we get into what makes this the best sex of their lives 
And their stories of how they moved from being married to men into being in a partnership with each other. And Wendy has a daughter. The whole thing is just fascinating. You guys are going to love this episode. It's like listening to a ball of positive energy. You're going to love it. A ball you're going to you're going to find some morsel of enlightenment that you never thought you'd hear before because they are truly some of the brightest people. They both have to be in Mensa. They must. They're I could geniuses. 100% talk to them for hours on end. I absolutely loved it and I think you guys will too. If you want to find more of Nina Hartley's work, check out nina.live. That is her website, nina.live. She's on Instagram. She's on Twitter. She's on Facebook. She's everywhere. Just search for Nina Hartley. I believe on Instagram, it's Miss Nina Hartley. Miss underscore Nina underscore Hartley. And I think we should let him have it, Mother. And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and having Nina and Wendy. Woo! You fucking nailed it. I, did. I am blown away. Are you blown away? Wait, did you, are you blown? That's kind of weird that I just said that. Okay, and then you're trying to weird note, mother. <laughs> you guys are going to love this. Nina Hartley, Wendy Patterson, welcome to Sex Talk with My Mom. Woohoo! I should say welcome back to Nina. Yeah. And welcome to the first time. Wendy. Thank you. I'm so stoked to have you guys here. We're so thrilled to be here. And last time we learned a ton of kissing hand and oral tips yes. from you. And I have more. <laughs> I, we talked a little about BDSM too, mm-hmm. which just goes into the more relational yes. areas. And I think that's where we wanted to focus on today. Okay, let's do it. You have gone through some transitions. Wendy was not in the picture four years ago when we well, started this. Well, she was in the picture. We actually met in July 2011. Told you. So it's been quite a while. Okay, so you you knew each other, but you weren't necessarily in like a Correct. committed relationship. Absolutely. Now okay. you're in a committed relationship. Yes. So okay. walk us through it. How did it? How did this spark happen? Where it went? How did it become? <laughs> <laughs> um, she, I won't speak for her. I was in a place in my previous relationship where I was questioning a lot of my um, previous notions and ideas about. Um, Honesty, integrity, trust, um, self-trust. Um, I recognized a lot of my relationships previous to Wendy have been based in very unhealthy habits and patterns. Um, uh, you talked to Mr. Rosenberg. He talks about self-love deficit disorder, and I recognized, I recognized that, wow, a lot of my relationships are based in the fact that you know, Marie doesn't like herself very much. Nina is very confident. Nina has all, Nina is totally on board, but the person carrying her around was still having issues. And so I was transitioning. Nina, I'm going to interrupt and ask to explain who Marie is. Marie is the legal name given to this particular um, sack of meat. In other words, you're my you're, legal name, your legal name. <laughs> my okay. given name, my birth name, the person that doctors call when they come out with the clipboard. Anyway, so how did how to come out? I was I was just coming to a place in my life. I was questioning a lot of my previous choices and my motivations, and and looking around for different ways of looking at my situation. And she was someone who was providing for the first time. There was someone in my life who wasn't offering to save me or help me or rescue me, and I was no longer looking to be saved or helped or rescued, which had been my previous pattern my entire life. I think the most um, compelling component of our relationship is we both are female-bodied humans having had previous heterosexual primary mate experience, and this is probably both of our first serious relationship with the same gender, sex. There's a whole bunch of things going on that are Wendy, thank you. That is where I was going. I was trying to lead you down the path explaining the whole situation. For the laymen, people who are not that familiar with like advanced terms like this, basically you had relationships with dudes and now you're together and you're both, do you both consider yourself women? Yeah, I'm she, her pronouns. Yes. Okay. I feel like an alien, but in, 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 in this iteration of body, I accept that I am female. I was assigned female at birth. I feel female while I have very masculine qualities. I still call myself a woman. Um, uh, and so, I, so I've never had gender dysphoria, no. Okay. But a lot of people live in here, yeah. I identify as she, her pronouns. However, I respond to he, him, and they because I, I recognize there have been times when I've been in the airport just walking by quickly. I don't have big tits. So the short hair, the collared shirt, the pants, it's very male performance based and I'm not um, 
sticky about I understand each person's perception has a play into my own sense of identity. Gotcha. At the time I was a brand new mother from the time my daughter was born till about three and four years old. I was very femme presenting, long hair, lipsticks, stilettos, the whole thing. And now I don't wear any makeup and I have a male haircut, if you will. And I, you'll never find me in a dress. That's my job. <laughs> that is my job. I love it. Although at this point, you guys are wearing very similar clothes. You would do. I Well, so um, there, if you do the queer con- queer continuum, there is, you know, center, this masculine, a center presentation and feminine, a center presentation, regardless of the anatomy. Mm-hmm. So I've always, I've always liked um, masculine presenting women. I've always been drawn to butches, but I'm also pansexual. So if I had had growing up, everybody was sexually interesting to me. I wasn't looking at sex as part of mating, as in part of heart commitment. This is the first relationship really where my heart and my genitals are in the same room at the same time. Oh, and that's a whole other whole other podcast that just sh- sh- shook my world. So before my time with Wendy, most sex, most of the time was interesting stuff that I did with other bodies. How fascinating. The, the machine, the human machine is absolutely mm-hmm. fascinating. But my, my <laughs> heart wasn't there. It wasn't like I was being... It was just a different way to use the body. Because I'm pansexual, everybody has a sexual vibration with which I'm interested in dancing at least once. Other things being equal for time, health, security, and all the things. I'm interested in any sexual once, sure. Um, And so, and each presentation affects me differently. Ooh, ah, mm, mm, ooh. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, and 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 butch presentation is super. Ooh, I didn't recognize until her that that was romantically. I'm gay. Romantically, I am someone who is into butch presenting uh, women. Sexually, what do you got? Mm, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So here's a here's a question. When you look at me, do you see a how on the masculinity femininity scale where do i lie so it's interesting because when i look at you there's a lot of similarity here right i feel there's like a 50 50 there's a very balanced and i'm i want to be careful about saying when someone's in tune with themselves they're in tune with their feminine masculine entity because that's not true each person is their own notion of well-being with having said that, I still see you as very feminine and very masculine. There's two oh, things going on. It is a little contradiction. That- if she and I are walking on the street, we're polyamorous. It's safe. There's trusting conversation. We're never in trouble for having desire elsewhere. But our experience to express it is completely different. So Nina has the opportunity to look and say, look at that hot girl. And she can look and she's innocent and she's just looking. If I look, oh, wow. I notice my experience has changed in a more butch, masculine presenting situation. I look like a predator. I look guilty. I look like I always wanted. I'm treated that way anyway. Uh, if we both look, she's being an asshole and poor me. She attracts a lot of anti-male bias that people might not know. You know, men are do- women are victims, men are pigs. Mm. And we know that's much more nuanced than that. When I was femme presenting, I, I've shared yeah. this experience before. So you, I could, so you before, before this, you looked very different. You Long hair, long, I met her. I met her, oh, wow. I, I met her when she was wearing a beautiful, beautiful houndstooth. Uh, Mini skirt. A pencil skirt with a black jacket and a white blouse. Hair down past her breast, makeup, and high heels. Wow. And she walks very well in high heels. And so I've been able to witness this transformation. But her, our experience, shamelessly eyeballing attractive people on the street is completely different. And I have to recognize that it's, I've already assumed that it's safe because women are not threatening and she does not have the freedom so she cannot look. And then you're, you're a man person, but you're not big and bulky and you have longer hair. So you, you're both walking liminal spaces. Yeah. Right? You're a little femme for a dude and you're a little butch for a female person yeah so that's a lot of interesting conversation i'm interested in actually just between the two of them on that very thing yeah yeah i met wendy like how many years ago i don't remember it was just a few it was just two two, maybe two 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 to three years ago fell in love with her of course because she's charming and intelligent and adorable but when i met you you looked completely different too i mean the the gradual i don't even know if it's i considered gradual there's been a change so 
I was femme presenting my whole life. And I was a first generation college student. I started off at a tiny community college and I went to UCLA and did women's studies. And while I was doing women's studies, I read this book called The Price of Salt and my whole soul came out. It just, it was a book I could not put down. I recognized, oh my God, this is the first time I'm reading something where emotionally, mentally, physically, somatically, everything just in my body started jolting. Whoa. It was a conversation I never had for self. So what was going on was I was laissez-faire, cool. I was married to a man. Um, I had a daughter. Well, I still have a daughter. And in that time, I never questioned my identity. I was all pro other people's rights. I was like I standing up for LGBT things, but I never questioned my own self space. So in reading Price of Salt and um, meeting you back in July 2011, I started having more conversations around sexuality and identity. And I started coming to grips in a very painful way with, oh my God, I am primarily lesbian and polyamorous. And so the Price of Salt was written by um, Patricia, Patricia Highsmith. Highsmith. Okay. And, and when you said you met you, you meant Nina, not me. Yes. Just yes. yes. Those, we, what is The Price of Salt about? The Price novel. of Salt is a fiction novel. Patricia Highsmith had a high fever one night and wrote this book in an hour. Whoa. And it's about a younger woman working in a department store and she falls in love with an older woman. And at the time, I had a lot of feelings for different people at the time that included some older women. And it jolted my experience and rattled me to a point where I started allowing myself to explore. Um, did I do it? timely and in a manner that was convenient for my husband at the time and the fam probably not but the information was so new and urgent feeling in my body that I had to respond to the calling of myself and after exploring that calling I realized it started shaping the way I was presenting my clothing I was like I, the lipstick started coming off the long yeah. hair eventually was taken from waist length up to a shave buzz cut now um and I just started. Were you How are you feeling throughout this whole thing? It just was, a, you know, when you're hungry, you have food seeking behavior. Yeah. There's nothing getting in the way of your appetite. You're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a soul doing that. It was just my Whoa. soul was starving. You, you had to trust your and I, there, I couldn't deny it. You know, I, I couldn't move from it. And it just was an, an, an aching. Was there a body. doubt? Like, eh, what if I'm just. You know, going through a phase. I wondered that, like, you know, being at UCLA, women's studies, am I going through a phase? You suggestible. Right. You know, and it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's a great question. Am I going through a phase? Well, if I am, it's a phase I have to go through, just like the moon. If I'm That's passing true. through mm. this thing, I've got to figure it out. Mm. If I go back to being mm. femme presenting, who cares? <laughs> So when you married your husband, were you? I had no a full-on girl. I was <laughs> no a full-on girl. I was a femme. I had no desire at the time for women emotionally. I thought I've always thought women were beautiful. But when I married him, I was so excited to be with him. I, I wanted to. When I look back, without knowing back then, I was dressing up as the woman I wanted to be with. I, I didn't understand. Oh my God, that's I was, wild. I was performing what I was personally attracted and you're attracting to. women that you weren't into. So when I was at women's studies at UCLA, I was femme presenting and all these butches were coming on to me and I was like, ugh. That is hilarious. <laughs> right? right? And yeah. then I, I wasn't getting what I wanted and then when I started butching out, I got everything I wanted. I was Whoa. like, oh, I just have to walk in and everybody knows and they respond and it's it, no longer yeah, like a hunt. She's butch to the core. I'm a femme butch. Or a butchy yeah, femme. Like when you do Am I femme butch or butchy femme? Butchy femme. I'm a butchy femme. So no, <laughs> yeah. so that's the core identity. You're a femme femme. I, I she's you're pointing you're, at me. You're, 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 I'm the pillow Karen, princess. Karen is a triple femme. Pillow a princess. <laughs> yeah, no, no. She, she, I she, really, she had, I don't she, like she, being butch. No, 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 no. And, and, and I, and I like it because partly um, feminine power and masculine power feel different on either side of that equation. Mm -hmm. What is it that, that creates these, like, why is my mom a triple femme? Like what, in her, <laughs> why like, is my mom well, a triple femme? So, so we both, I think have different answers. My answer is she is classically femininely pretty. She has a curvy figure. She has big eyes. She has a nice shape. She is, her demeanor is, is sweet and kind. She, she is kind and wise and good and, and nice, but not weak. But she's not a doormat, oh, and she and and, and in the bedroom she prefers to be the pretty adored thing. 
But what about the like? What actually in our history is it? Is it nature and nurture that that leads to these? That is identities such a tough question like, too. How do you? I think your essential you nature is is your nature. How it matter? I knew someone once who you know in their personal sex life was very dominant, and also had a messed up private life. And when they were a child, so I realized I was like, oh, if you had had a healthy childhood, you'd still be sexually dominant, but it would manifest differently than it does now. So my sexuality was always going to be pan. I was always going to be a, what they call a switch. But romantically, I'm submissive. In my romantic relationship, I want a partner to whom not only I can submit, but wants to take that role. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the time, I'm holding the whip. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Here's a hot tip straight from Campoder's mouth. If you want to enhance your pleasure, whether you're with a partner or by yourself, use lube. And in particular, our favorite lube, Uber Lube. Uber Lube to save the day. Uber Lube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant. It's the best that I've found on the market. I have been using this for years. It's because it's made with simple ingredients. It's not made with any parabens, preservatives, petrochemicals. It's just made with silicone and vitamin E, and the vitamin E will leave your skin with a velvety finish you know, that actually moisturizes the skin. I like the fact that you don't smell it, you don't taste it. It's just nice, smooth, silky feeling. It's the perfect lube. I fantasize about having sex in a hot tub. Oh, this is going to make you have your this dream come true, this right? This is 100%. Okay, I hope that happens for you. Right now, they're offering Sex Talk with Mom listeners a special deal. 10% off and free shipping when you use code MOM at uberlube.com. That's 10% off and free shipping. Just use code MOM at uberlube.com to get our favorite lubricant. Nina, you have a lot of experience having sex. What makes this the best sex? <laughs> um, for the first time, what makes it sex with me the best sex ever is for the first time in my entire sexual life, um, intentional emotion is being infused into the behavior. Oh, wow. So my heart and my crotch are in the same place at the same time. This what? is what I've been telling you. What? I've been telling you this a whole goddamn four and a half years. Tell me. What are this you telling me? Yeah. She's, yeah. She's like, you know, it's just fun. Get your bodies involved. Get, yeah. Get laid. And, and, and it's and absolutely true because it's adult play and it's where we get to play with persona and invig- all, the, all the different energies. And I'm someone for whom it took me a lot of growth and healing for me to be able to bring my heart to sex. I wasn't ready for it before. It wasn't safe for me before. I didn't have enough self-esteem and all the things that I needed to actually bring my heart to sex. Mm-hmm. I could bring enthusiasm, spirit, part of myself, but the, all of me? No, she gets all of me well, in a way that no one else has ever had, including me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, some it's people so are beautiful. I've, I've even watched this transformation. It's, right. it's beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. you, she, you, mean, I you, knew, you mean you knew me before. I knew you when you were married to a man and you are a, hum, a different human being. You're completely yes, I'm, different. I'm, I'm more myself because I found someone who said who didn't say I'm going to rescue you, which got me out of my you know rescue compulsion because I was looking for that all my other things. But more importantly, it makes it the best sex. I have all that experience. I know what I like. I know how to do things and find. So romantically, I might as well be 16, 18 years old. Hmm. I've never had a girlfriend before. I've never had oh a real my boyfriend. Goodness. So this is all the. Uh, it, it's it's a, as it turns out a fabulous. Um, it's a great relationship. Thank you. Wendy, how do you perceive the sex relative to the other sex you've had in your life? This is the most mind-altering sex for me, like on body and mind and spirit, if you want. I never thought I could say that. Sex has always been fragmented. Um, after mm-hmm. you know, separating from my husband, I didn't want to have another person around my child. And so I would have my play but i would never let anything be in the same room at the same time and Mm. this is the first time i want everything in the same room the second component component that is most powerful and intoxicating for me is there's no jealousy i'm never in trouble and so first time ever that my desire doesn't make the other person twitch because you trust that but person. it's also we both have a lot of experience with sex uh, and in a lot of different ways and so it's not like we're threatened we're like okay and I, so there's the freedom of having everything in the same room, the no jealousy, but the best part also, the third component for me is I get to explore everything I want. 
there's not one thing off the table and I feel our sex is here and it's just catapulting and growing and growing and growing because we're both interested in it and we both will take the time and we're not rushing to a certain destination but we're willing to explore everything and that feels finally neutral and peaceful instead of hectic or manic yeah, oh, it, 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 it's really nice. And, ha- and how do you feel about when she's performing sex scenes with other women or men or whoever? I feel proud. I feel. Oh my god! I feel very proud of her. Um, it's why I love her because she's willing to say, "I want this. I'm doing this." And so, I believe love is a freedom. It's a freedom that comes without the harsh feelings of if you do this, then. It's this, please tend to yourself, take care of yourself, and I'll be here with love. I'll watch, I'll support, what do you need? I'll drive. Yeah, (laughs) and so it's the same thing. If you reverse the same question, it's the same kind of intimacy I I love seeing her walk into a room and just, I love seeing people respond to her so well. I love seeing seeing them desire her, A, because it proves my good taste. More importantly, (laughs) I also know that we have had several um, threesome situations it's uh, for us freaking fantastic because I love seeing her she's someone who's not a sex professional but it's very hard for me to find someone who isn't a fellow you know porn person with whom I can have the kind of sex I have with her she is super experienced and mm-hmm. so I, the peer-to-peer situation oh, it's cool. nice. like, normally the, the people who are in adult entertainment call people who don't make adult entertainment civilians mm-hmm. and porn star civilian sex is usually pretty awkward and interesting for the porn starts like oh that was so that was so nice <laughs> bye 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 and here it's it's peer to peer that's pretty which cool. is rare how, yeah how did you get all that experience yeah, <laughs> well, uh, how are you such a pro because she because was a, she I was, was a, willing to be feminine who was willing to be masculine i was willing to find i I have a dominant energy, and so making sense, I had to do a lot of different things to come to who am I? I had to explore a lot of different things. So after being married to a man, I took eight years to be alone and explore and not let anything come into my home or influence my daughter and just do the growth that I needed to figure out who am I? And so when you ask the question, how do I feel when I watch Nina have sex with other people on camera or off, as long as she's happy, in doing something she loves, I too radiate that same happiness. Mm-hmm. Wow. So both genuinely, ways, yeah. yeah. It is interesting to even hear you guys discuss sex that's, that is not so emotionally integrated. Meaning like... But it'll be fun. It's like playing pool for, for the, with the right group of people. A sex party is like a playing snooker all night or playing cards. It's, it's a way of socializing. Snooker. You know. What the hell is snooker? It's like snooker. It's porn it's porn related. Okay. Yeah. The table's bigger, the holes are smaller. <laughs> <laughs> and the balls are smaller. But oh. more importantly, um, so for the people who are temperamentally suited, sexual activity among contending adults, aka swinging or pansexual behavior, for them it is their social life, like going to a barbecue, like other 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 affinity groups for some people sex parties are their affinity group representation um practice i remember having this conversation with a friend who's another dude and i was like it's pretty interesting i'm in this relationship and when this girl says things that are kind to me i end up getting erect this is a very unusual situation right and and he's like whoa i've never had that and he he's in a very committed relationship and wanted that relationship with his partner and he was like, I can only really, I just get, I kind of have to like imagine porn scenes and I have to, so I don't know what it is in our minds that allow some people to bring out that, first of all, I don't know what allows one person to be triggered sexually by in- intimacy and when, why some people don't have that. Meaning like, why is, why is it easy for me to get an erection when someone says something kind to me and my friend it's very challenging for he, he almost like he needs a distance. We all have different childhood experiences that inform our present day consciousness. Mm-hmm. We have different experiences around race, class, gender, sexuality that create age. age that create nuances that make up 
part of our DNA. It goes back to our family childhood. It, it goes so deep. And then it goes to any work that we've done. Some people have done spiritual work that forbid this and allow mm. this. Some people do this kind of meditation that says this is good and not this. So where and why, that's a very big, it's a vast question. Yeah. It's just so cool because you do, both of you together radiate like this energy. It's just like, uh, you know, a, a ball of like this warm, warm, fuzzy glow around you when you're when you're with each other. And mm. it's it's different because I've known Nina when she wasn't in that relationship. As a matter of fact, it was complete opposite type of relationship. I know you've seen the tail end of a long thing that had a lot yeah. of stuff baked in. So it, this was the end of the recipe. When you, when you baked to fruition, it was like, OK, got to go. Mm. So you're, when you're, you first when you first told me that you were um, ending your relationship with a man, um, I, w- I was thinking, oh, good. She's, she's going to go out and like just be like on her own, grow on her own, see what it's like to be Nina on her own and, and see what that's like. And then you're like, no, I'm, I'm moving in with, with Wendy. I'm like, what the hell? Well, it was shocking to me that you would jump from like that lily pad to this lily pad. But I see it as a, a phenomenal leap. Well, <laughs> I, I, I was in both of my marriages. I was lonely in relationship. I was physically there. It's mostly not there. So, Why do you think that is? Because I had self-love deficit disorder. I was raised by narcissistic parents and, and did not know how to love myself and be a whole person. And so I was ready. I didn't need to. I'd been single-ish. Single with obligations, <laughs> right? Single with, with, with heavy obligations. And so for the first time, I'm ready to actually be in a relationship. I'm actually here in it. And so I'm no longer lonely in relationship. How did you get here? I, I feel like a I lot suffered of our for a long. I suffered alone for sixty for fifty eight years. And then, but did something? Did something catalyze you? I did a lot of. I did as much healing as I could on my own. I did enough in, insight and and investigation and all the things. I, I got as far as I could on my own uh, within within the marriages. And I finally activated to actually have an intimate connection with somebody else instead of an obligatory mm. connection to another person. I was never, I felt captured by my previous partners. I didn't feel I actually chose them. She's the first one I chose. Yes, you, on purpose, every day. I'm choosing this as opposed to, well, beats, beats winter in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, so, so, I, so I had to get to a certain point where I was actually ready to enter into a, a healthy relationship. I wasn't ready for that. And I'm glad that, so I'm, that's right. And you guys are, there is a large age gap between you two. So how does that affect the relationship in any way? Well, if you don't mind. Uh, do not mind. It doesn't affect me, but I recognize it affects other people's response to me. For example, the other day we were at the DMV waiting in the long line, la, 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 la. And someone asked, is that your mother? Because I'm mixed race. So something in me is Asian and something in me is white. So I'm standing next to someone that could be my mother. And um, we get the question a lot and I don't feel anything. I just look at the person and it's a representation of their mindset, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But how does it affect us? Um, Honestly, this is going to sound, because I have no child of my own body, I'm, I don't feel my age. I don't mm. f- so yes, chronologically, could I have birthed a person who could be this age of this person? Absolutely. No question about it. But I was never wanting to be a mother. So mm. that, so, so I don't have that. I did meet her having raised someone her age. Number two, because she did women's studies um, in college and grew up with a certain music, Culturally, we're absolutely on a on a peer level. Mm. So when I talk about concepts, you know, she oh yeah, I did a paper on that. You know, God mm-hmm. may um, on that very thing. So our intellectual discussion is absolutely peer. Oh yeah, again, and pe- your IQs peer. are like Mensa beyond. But, but, but where but what we like to talk about it's it's very peer to peer. So and then some parts of me is super young, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm actually not her age. Right. So there, so there's that. Uh, but I don't I don't feel that, and and we have no age play in our sexuality. Yeah, it, it's it's peer it's peer to peer. So we so you don't for call me, her mama. Both <laughs> we do we tell them what we might do. What? Yes. What? Oh yeah, but you have to. We, we so the the the, the 
the DMV experience allowed us to create a whole inner theater, inner cinema in our minds of next time it happens, what are we going to do? So I'm going to oh. unbutton her shirt and crawl and be like, I'm thirsty. Oh. <laughs> Grab one of her boobs and be like, Mama. Boob. <laughs> yeah. Mama. Start making out. <laughs> awesome. But you know, I don't think it has to do with you being a mother or not because I am with someone significantly younger as well. And I had three kids. It, and I just feel that there's a younger spirit and maybe both of us that Certain. it's a spirit and so adding to that i feel like a much older spirit right. in a younger body honestly if you ask me what is my age in my spirit i'm probably like 98 <laughs> you're yeah. like cam yeah. on, I, I, I understand cam that i understand go. that we're seeing each other over here <laughs> and, so and old yeah <laughs> and and so somewhere out there so i turn the question the questions around how is it for you not fronting with traditional markers of 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 manly stuff height incredible bulk and attitude toward women so it's how does that like the alpha male you mean so and that's hard that, that but that but you're a you're incredible boyfriend material you're absolutely clearly Thank a you. relationship no you're so you're clearly a, a, a fantastic person for relationship but that's not how men are supposed to be how does that affect you walking in the world um <clears throat> we're talking a lot about this on the show actually because recently I had my nails painted and my hair braided because I'm with this group of friends that are like pretty hippie and th hippie that's dippy. what they were doing. Um, and it was the first time I really ventured into like, what does it look like if I present actually fem? Well, plus your hair is longer now too. Yeah, my hair yeah. is longer. Uh, and I kind of, the, the part of me loves it because there's something very subversive about it that I'm like, yeah, fuck everything, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, like I grew up, my dad was like, never wear makeup. And I was like, yeah. look at me now. What kind of power is this shit? I'm wearing painted nails. Right? So that'd be a fun thing, actually, for you to really put you out and for you to get as femmed out as you're comfortable yeah. with and then go out with you all. And, oh, and I would love watch, that. watch people's heads spin. I mean, I've been out with the two of you. People don't know what to make of it. I mean, well, because our conversations are wild. Everyone at the nail salon yeah. chimes oh in. Oh, my like, God. What the hell? For those of you who don't know, we get like bi month bi monthly manicures together, manicures, pedicures, and it's always like people like look at us like, what is going to happen? Is, is this going to be another show? Because we get all the the manicures involved too. Yes, we do. You ask me, you know, so what do you so think about this? Yeah. It's so interesting too because it's a Vietnamese shop. The Vietnamese have a complete oh my god, completely different. Mindset take on the, yeah. of they have a mindset of uh, sex that is like so different than any Americans even. You would know? we call it more traditional? I would call it very traditional okay. to the point where th someone said on her their wedding day that um, their husband came and she didn't. She thought he peed on her because she had no knowledge of sex at all. My friends, we are sponsored by Lalo. I tried their newest product last night, which is called the F1S. It's a male masturbator. My mother is now going to interview me about my experience with the F1S. Cam, what the hell is an F1S? An F1S is a cylindrical black tube that you stick your dick in, and two motors will then vibrate against it rigorously. You can actually control the motors with an amp. What does it look like? It looks kind of like an Alexa. The Alexa? A sexy Alexa. An Alexa you want to fuck. Okay. <laughs> And did you come? Yes, I definitely came. I didn't even make it to the top levels of the motorized system. That's wonderful. However, it is an endurance builder. I can actually see this allowing me to last longer with a partner. That's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Would you recommend it to your friends? 100%. It's the first sex toy I've ever owned that I can actually see myself using regularly. I highly recommend the F1S. And this Valentine's Day, Lalo is offering our listeners a special deal. You'll get 20% off any products not already on discount when you use the code MOM20 at Lalo.com. That's L-E-L-O.com, MOM20 at Lalo.com. And all you ladies, there's something for you there, of course, as well. Well, going back to your question oh, yeah. of how do we experience the age gap, mm. the other component that's large on the table is male, older male, younger female age gap, totally accepted. Mm -hmm. Totally. And it's older really female, younger female age gap, eh. Yeah. Yeah, I must be, I must be, I'm a predator. Uh, so oh, yeah. so well, she has mommy issues and I have intimacy issues because I, 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 I totally snow her and absolutely take advantage of her relative youth. And right. Well, what if she was you and know, all my born money. a male? <laughs> Wait, if she was born a male, you still would get that. 
right yes it'd be different but and also who, who has the money we're equally equally so no no one is mm-hmm. richer or poorer than the other person uh which is actually sort of sad because at my age i should have had some accumulated <laughs> <laughs> wealth of property <laughs> um oh uh so that's where I, we're also not we're you know i'm not i'm more like her age right so we're we're both going to be beginner property owners when we get around to getting property that'll be you know first first time for that mm-hmm. um but right it's such a stigma and it's so and it's not really i i experience it a lot i mean when, especially when i first started dating my boyfriend he was in his early 30s and i was in my 40s mm-hmm. and that people will be like, you go girl, you know? And it's like, why are you saying that? You know, what, what you know, obviously. Cause the, young penis is better than old penis, right? I guess. No. And then the other issue is like, if it was reversed was it, and it has been in several people I know where the man is my age and, the, and his, um, partner is much younger there. No one says word. They're like, Oh, well, it's so sweet. Know, I'm so happy for him. He found someone new. You wrote a part, you wrote a paper about that too. And his books about this, about the traditional use of, of marriage is, you know, um, financial security for her and paternity right. certainty for him. And so you want a young, fertile wife to which you, to give off all your stuff. And as older women, you know, what is our value? If we don't have property, we don't, can't bear children. What is our value? Um, and, uh, and then, so yeah, it just, it just, it gets traditional. We all get, all of us here get some kind of crap from traditional folks because we're some, each yeah, of us, some kind of, of us. Non, some kind of non-traditional. Yeah. And then we, push people's buttons because when you live your truth other people are confronted with how they're not doing it mm. Ooh. another question about your daughter um who's adorable and and also a very bright and young sweet girl how has this affected your relationship with her i think that this has affected and affected her greatly i think it, it's a big change anything that a parent does influences the child if you're the primary parent raising or have involvement with the child um i would like to say the altruistic holistic feeling of oh mommy's happy so now the baby's happy that's absolutely not true Mm. sometimes children experience their mother's happiness as abandonment as yes you're not paying attention to me so because she had you all to herself exactly and so she's never had to share Mm -hmm. me with anybody so if we ask her, how do you feel about mommy's happiness? I would wildly like to think, oh, she's great because I'm happy. She's happy. That's not true. I can see moments where she's she needs more attention. She needs more time. She needs more um, care and concern looking over after just to regard her feelings and understand what they are at such a young age anyway. And did you have a, any kind of discussion about your own transition in terms of you know becoming more masculine and in, in appearance i talked to her about everything yeah i, I mean That's we great. talk about everything she can ask anything i'm the more loud let's go get her done and she's very um feminine and kind and sweet and reserved so like if i'm singing or dancing in a store she's like yeah. Calm down. I think that's Shut all. Shut it kids. down, Bob. Right? All no, no, we tone it down. They don't like. We, we, we've agreed to not dance <laughs> because we think we're having fun and we're already embarrassing. Why? She just turns into a red thermometer. Like you can see her skin just wildly. Oh, like, I can't believe hilarious. these. Yeah, so, but, but people ask uh, Cam and I almost all the time. Were you always that close with your son? I mean, how did that? Were happen? you guys always close? Um, yeah, we were. And I and my other two as well. Wow. I say we got All much three. closer after my dad died. Though. Well, yeah. yeah, as you do. After this, yeah. You know, yeah. And also and because of the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. know, thinking about after your dad died, that could have that could have splintered the family, but it brought you closer. That's totally. a testament mm-hmm. to you as a parent. And Thank you. I mean, I'm sure did, when you write your book about your own resiliency, that's just a very resilient thing to have come back from and better than ever, stronger than ever. Cam, do you feel um now that you're an adult, you respect and revere your mother more? Or did you feel what like when you were younger, you had this steady reverence for her? Like, you know, now you're an adult, you can understand her more, you can talk about sex, and not all people can do that with their p- parent figure. Mm-hmm. So how is your understanding of your mom? Oh, I th- So I think as a kid, I had that blind ignorance of like, oh, she's the best, you know, and I didn't see what any What the fuck faults. does that mean? <laughs> You're the best mom. <laughs> and then no, around as age a 12, kid. I saw through that shit. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's got faults. And then, But, you know, through this podcast and actually seeing other people's reaction to her and being like, 
infatuated with her. I'm like, whoa, she is a badass. Yeah. Aww. You're yeah. absolutely right. Thanks, honey. Yeah. I mean, it is it is pretty amazing that people, you know, they want to be with you and they they respect you and want you as their mother I and want, want to yeah, be friends with I, you. This is what my goal is as an individual is to have everyone be able to have somewhat of a closer relationship with significant others, even yeah. the parents or... It's just I like what you went through with your daughter, Wendy, when you're able to talk to her about things like, yeah, I'm transitioning or um, this is the new person in my life. I mean, these things are difficult conversations, but they bring you so much closer to your daughter. I mean, you it started when she was very young. You notice when toddlers are two, three years old, if they see a bird, they say, oh, he. So it just started at two. Honey, how do you know that's a male or female bird? Oh. Why are you assigning that bird he? So it started just with mm. l- little tidbits along the way. Mm. And she grew up in the women's studies at UCLA. Oh, yeah. And she got to see Angela Davis and all these great scholars She doesn't lay the language on it yet, but I'm, I'm thinking, obviously, I think you have to go through a period of hating your parents just to separate um, and I'm, I'm hoping that by the time she's in her early 20s, she'll have uh, <laughs> forgiven us for anything we may or may not be. I don't think she's ever going to hate her mom because her mom no. has been so open and honest yeah. since day one. Uh, she doesn't yeah. hate us, but she definitely thinks we're dorky. Yes. Well, that's right. different. Like, I, I once said to my kid, listen, I am going to embarrass you for each one when they were little for the rest of your life. Just accept it now. You're five years old. Accept that I'm going to be embarrassing. It's just because parents are embarrassed. Did I not say that to you? Maybe, yeah. It is so funny for me to think of you guys as dorky, though. Oh, well, that's why I'm so interested cool. in. Well, but that's what I'm interested. You're an adult now, but that's how do you feel about your mom? And so it it, it excites me to think and know that as an adult, you think your mom is awesome. Yeah, I'm very inspired by that. I I I look forward to. I don't need my daughter to dote on me or think that I'm awesome, but mm-hmm. I do want a space similar to the two of you where she feels safe with us as parents and yeah. would like to keep in touch after she's 18. Exactly. <laughs> we'd, 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 like to, we'd like to think she'd like to hang out with us when she no longer is required she to. She totally yeah. will. There's yeah, no she question. Will. She's already like that now. I've seen you guys together. But we, also, Cam is like the kind of person that he's, you know, he's done a lot of self-growth, you know, having a lot of people say, what are you doing with your mom? I mean, it takes a, it just takes a real strong character to say, yeah, this is what I'm doing and it's cool. Yeah, I mean... It, we had someone on the show recently, actually this intuitive comic, and, and she was like, afterwards, she was like, you do not look the way you are inside. Like, yes, that's, that's a really yeah. interesting statement. What, could she describe what you look like on the inside? I'm interested. Yeah, because she, she's she's like on the outside, you look kind of like a kind of what you were describing, mm-hmm. a more feminine guy, smaller, more petite. But on the inside, you're kind of like this huge warrior. You're Carl. Ooh, I see you're Carl, Carl the lion. And, and I was like, you're <laughs> fucking, you're damn right. But in a way, this is like, who the, you got to have balls of steel to talk to your mom about sex every fucking week. Even yeah. though it seems like the lamest thing. I'm constantly revealing yeah. shit about, you know, my insecurities with how fast I come or, you know, my dick size or, it, you know, getting rejected on a weekend basis. So yeah. it is... It, it's a very vulnerable thing, but there's power in the vulnerability. Absolutely. The more you own yourself, all of you, the less other people can manipulate you. I do wonder, though, if at some point I will venture into presenting as that more warrior figure. That's where cosplay comes in. <laughs> and and, and BD, BSM and cosplay, where you get to, or if, like, like Comic-Con. How many people in Comic-Con are also having wild sex in their costumes? Half. Yeah. <laughs> how many couples, how many, how many cute, kinky, nerdy couples... They, you know, they they may be, you know, you know, Jane and Ken, but at night they're She-Ra and Hulk, whatever, whatever. whatever. And that, that so through sex we get to play dress up and grown up and try different persona on. And that's why I want people to f- let go of their sexual shame and find appropriate outlets for it because sex is sexual energy is limitless. There's been a change of pace. I wanted to ask you more philosophical questions. My mother decides she wants to play a game. Well, I do. And we have these provocative questions that end up This is a game me. called Mom, Don't Ask That. This is a question. Got it. Cool, cool. Okay. Oh, People should not it. ask their moms. But then again, we do like to ask them. Yes. So pick away. What's the best sex tip someone gave you? Oh, that's a good question for it you. It's a great question. Wash for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave that to you? Oh my god! It's a Red Fox album. 
That is hilarious. Oh, what is your go-to genre of porn and why? <gasps> Great oh, question. That's a good question. Um, I'm so I'm not really into watching porn, but if I do watch porn, the most exciting type of porn is gay male porn. Two swords out fighting. It blows my mind <laughs> I, because it's wow. I love Super watching common. two men have sex. It it's it. It, it excites me. Mm-hmm. I love watching the dynamics. I love the anatomy structures going on. I like the... This is two butches together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two it? buff dudes going in. I'm like, ah! Don't forget, gay porn has the same tropes as het porn. Uh, daddy twink. So in gay porn, they're called twinks. In straight porn, they're called barely legal. Um, so there's you know babysitter themes. And so is it buff on buff? Is it older, younger? Mm. Is it, you know, what's, what's the visual representation? So I, I like watching two buff gentlemen and, and, and you're right about it being just a natural response i had no desire I, i'm much more into i'll i'll watch like a casting couch sure sure so well, yeah so so well, but my favorite point is illustrated no and, way and photography still images where i can just really just because like, as a professional i could look at it's very hard for me to look at at moving porn and not go oh that's the 2 a.m scene got oh yeah they fought before the scene the pizza oh that pizza was box. that was that was everyone was hungry for lunch um <laughs> so when, when 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 video pornography works well it's really really amazing but that's hit or miss unless you stick with certain companies so i like um fine art photography i like pornographic images i don't like them to be but i like still images paintings or photographs where do you find those um, there's a lot on Reddit. Um, I my ex had, you know, books and books and books of beautiful images. Mm. Um, he would find them on the internet, print them out, and and just look at them. Because um, then you can just flip through, and then those can be themed, you know. And I have lots of different themes that I like. Well, that's what the question really was: what genre? Oh, oh. I like everything, but he, as far ooh. as just a a visual quickie snapshot, I like watching two men. Yeah. I, I, you do too, Cam? No. What do you like? I've watched, I've seen two men and it just is very, it's so aggressive. At least the stuff I've seen, I'm like, whoa, this is very different than the way I would enjoy sex. Yeah. Well, yeah. most straight porn's like that too, actually. And that's a part of what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right? a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to uh, do it, but you can be. They're lawyer. not. So in gay male porn, they're not acting. There's no like the girl. It's just. Yeah, yeah, there's no pretense. I love, I love that grabbing about men. the balls. I love that about men. It's like because it's so obvious. It's like yes, yes, it needs attention. Can you not tell <laughs> it would like attention? You know, women. It's like vulvas are harder to read. They have to get closer. It's close up work versus you know. Uh, and um, I guess I like power exchange. I, I love, I love uh, women in corsets. And I love, I do love beautiful elegant lingerie. I like you know fetish shoes. I like, I like strong fetishistic um, elements that are there because it's sexually enhancing i mean i also like but i also like natural bodies um by really in images i like corsets i like female bodies and corsets okay and can herbs. i can i interrupt to the question that i wanted to ask earlier yes and we're gonna tangent away from the game for a sec so is you guys are clearly into status play or role what do you consider called status play role like, play uh, status play i like that i've never heard that term it's actually an acting term an improv term where it's like, yeah. Oh, you taught the no, what a cool, no, what a, what a yeah, cool, what it's a kind cool of like self down basically. Sure, sure, okay. but no, I like no, that's the, the, the status play is even better because it's broader. Yeah, I like it because Which, it's you know. So what is the other term for it? Um, uh, power, power exchange. Power exchange. Yeah. Okay. Right. So is that it? If you have sex enough, do you end up there? Is that like the? Is that where the path leads for everyone? I, I think at some level, whether they admit it or not, because in everything else being equal for um, mutuality and passion and skill and desire. Sex, even if it's the last minute before orgasm, is aggressive. It often involves penetrating another body with part of your body, which is super going and getting. It's receiving. So it definitely, it definitely, it's definitely an exchange. It may be my penis, but I use my body, my hands to penetrate orifices of other people's bodies. So it's super intimate. You know, you can feel your pulse through an anus. Mm. Oh, looking good. Okay, you know, <laughs> even, even wearing, if, if he's wearing a glove, so so it is something very, and and we cannot we cannot have 
pleasure without aggression. Life is aggression. Something has to die for something else to live. That was my a hard desire for to my learn. desire for you. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm gonna eat you, up. baby. I'm gonna eat you up. I'm gonna eat you. I'm gonna eat you. I'm gonna eat you. And it's like that's. <laughs> oh if you took the words out, that's aggressive. But the oh, it's so oh. That did you see? Did you so see? Um, do you see? Um, um, despicable me. Uh, the original one, yeah. With the original one, where the little one gets the gets the um gets the unicorn. Yes, it's so fluffy. Yeah. It's so aggressively so fluffy, like I could die. no, no, it's yeah. so fluffy. The, the, the fluff, the word fluffy came from here. Yes, it was, it, yes. It's, it's like desire. Desire is a natural thing. Yeah, I remember the first time I had a relationship where this was activated, and it was like a I didn't know that even existed in me. Like, what that, do you think activated that? Part I don't for you. know. I have no idea. I felt very trusting of this person. Uh. I was very free. And I remember in prior relationships, I, I maybe in this one prior relationship, this girl was like, just throw me around. Get into this. And I'm like, I don't, that's not what I could do about. that, but I don't feel that at all right now. Yeah, but then with this other one, I was yeah. like, whoa, there is a fucking clawing that's coming. What's yeah, I was so here? fucking confused. The men of your generation who have mothers of our age, you know, masculine bad. Desire bad, men bad, men desire hurt girl. Mm -hmm. You know, have desire bad. Mm -hmm. And so that's confusing to a dude. Yeah. I, it's also confusing because you you think of the romance novels. It's all like soft you know, rape. Soft or hard rape. Some of them are hard rape. I mean, you look at that. Our culture is still also coming around to women claiming desire. Ooh, there's mm -hmm. a shocker. Yeah. So when she's saying, do this, do that, we're not used to all of that all at once. My brother so called it do me feminism. Right. Oh, wow. Do he me was feminism. not being complimentary. <laughs> wow. This is the one you met. Oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. Um, Ding, so, right. Uh, but to recognize, so, so much has been, you know, male, male equals aggression, aggression equals harm to females equals bad. But in the moment of desire, I want you to consume me. I want to be consumed by you i want you to take all of me i want to get i want to surrender to the, your hunger mm -hmm. surrender is hard for me but i want that because it is a dissolution of self into the other so mm -hmm. people you know the french call orgasm petite mort this little death because for one moment you're just you're nothing you're nowhere you're just pure desire pure energy mm. i can see why people really like that state of being mm -hmm. um and you can cultivate it safely so yeah. that you can have all the fun of that kind of amazing energy and not have it hurt yourself or others mm-hmm what haven't you tried that you'd like to sexually <laughs> or drugs? Oh, we really phrased that nicely, Mom. Yeah, yesterday I went off or on drugs. The, I had the drugs thing. <laughs> what drugs do you want to try? Oh well, I I went off yesterday about how much I loved quaaludes. Oh wow, oh, they were the we best. We got the real ones, but you see, we're old enough to have had the real do ones. Do you remember the real ones? No, I heard about them in high school. It's like wow, all the fun of being drunk and no hangover. Exactly. I never tried it, and now they're illegal, so now oh. you can't find them. Yeah, you, you know, uh, there was a lot of things you tried that I never got to try. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I really think about this question, there's not much I haven't tried, but what I'm interested in trying even further is it's the sex and feelings in the same place. It's the most erotic, intimate thing that I've been experiencing as a human. I, it's radical. And so playing with sex is different. Each component we play with or add with is something new because I've never had feelings all in the same room. At the, This person I would like for this, but for yeah. this thing, and, th and then this person was for this. And th this is, wow, of all the choices out there, I would prefer hanging out with you and adding here, but I, I'm no longer in the space of, I get this over there, this over there, this over there. Your needs like, met in different places. My needs are met, and those things are just fragmented good play yeah and it's not a good play it was good play that that helped me figure myself out but if we could try something sexually on a bdsm level mm. um i'm still interested in doing the trapeze lessons with you yes. and the silk there's something if i could do that naked yeah. and have fun oh, in wow. mid-air that naked that blows, yeah, yeah. yeah naked or naked sling yoga Oh yeah. my god yeah. um, because that should be a thing right? I, well, tr no, I tried those yoga yoga what are those the, the um drapes the aerial or whatever that that that's that's hard <laughs> I, 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 don't, but I bet the stretch is awesome yeah. what i haven't tried sexually um i've just tried up everything again but putting the feelings and emotions the same feelings emotions intention and genitals in the same room at the same time but you've tried this now it's with, awesome with i want Wendy. more yes oh you want to do it just more We're more taking slow steps mm. so with to people like ourselves, if we've done everything, I'm being a little bit more methodical yeah. and careful and letting time unfurl between just, okay, yesterday we did this, tomorrow we're going to do this and this and this, and then we went through the spectrum of things. I 
I honestly recognize I have a, a relationship to negotiate and maintain. And so I want to bring different experiences slowly throughout our time transitioning together so that we still have things as a couple to look forward to. Not like, okay, we traveled the whole entire universe together. There's nothing else. Yeah. It would just be a revisitation of things. So the patience with it is amazing. Yeah, it is actually. And, and you know, emotions have no end and no limit. So, you know, you can keep, if your emotions are fully present, it's always new because you've never been here before. Mm-hmm. Never been here before. Never been here before. We've never been here before. And the patient. So I knew early on that at some point I would. I would. I know we both know that we would like to do more formal BDSM. You know, with spanking, we haven't gone there yet because really, because oh we, because we, we know we can and we will when it's right. Mm-hmm. And so I've had previous partners that was their only iteration of sex, and so any sexual activity with them was with the more formal setup of the role the role structure and that was the only way in mm-hmm. and so now but for me i've always been well, there's lots of ways into sex mm. and then when you're comfortable then you can add you know the the level of intimacy that bdsm requires because real bdsm you work so much with passion with power and sensation and surrender that it's quite potent and you have to be careful Mm. I think one one needs must be careful when one enters into that. Um, into I'm in that absolute agreements, and I believe that a couple can also sustain from doing things immediately to build up the tension together as a couple and seek the reward from that instead of quick, quick, quick. We have a McDonald's drive-through culture of everything mm-hmm. fast, everything now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and also delaying gratification is a sign of maturity and no longer acting out of urgency. Mm-hmm. Is to have a, she's helped me realize that she will say things that, you know, you had that phone call or that email from that person and now you're acting urgently. You're, 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 you're tapping your foot. You're just, I can see over here that you are somehow disturbed by whatever that phone call or email represented to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning how to say, yeah, you're right. Actually, now that you mentioned it and stuff, like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Which is of course, but what I like to, I mm-hmm. find everything's fine. No, everything wasn't fine. Mm-hmm. And so also learning how to trust our bodies where our bodies are saying to us, which is of course the ultimate self-trust is listening. Um, we listened to someone on the internet um, who talks about and asked a question. So, any of you ever had a gut a gut feeling, and and anyone ever what go, a gut feeling strongly about a thing? And anyone they asked ever that question? It was a a, a, a lecture this person was giving. So, anyone ever had a really strong gut feeling about something? Everyone raises their hand. And have you gone ahead and acted against it? And did that ever work out for you? No hands. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, learning how to trust my own gut oh, has, yeah. is in my own that's my billboard if you could have one tim ferris always asks if you have you know a billboard up there what would you want it to say wait ma'am this is i know you said know. one question okay, we're going so on for was, hours and hours but over here that's the billboard i would have trust trust your gut <laughs> i would totally. love this well i unfortunately we have to wrap it up yeah this well, has been so fascinating i i would love to talk to you for another eight days we're so, never coming back yeah please come back yeah. and will you stick around for a little patreon yeah, bonus episode bonus. if you want to hear about this our wonderful listener check out patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom we're also having a patron rash party oh yeah so don't miss rash on that. Is healed yeah so become a patron we're gonna we're gonna have a little hangout wait thank and you guys wait, so wait, much and for those oh, of you of not joining us on patreon we want to thank wendy and nina for coming on the show yes thank, thank you, you so thank much you for having us is there anything you want to plug or promote for our listeners uh, find Nina Hartley at Nina.live. Nina.live. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed that rollicking romp with Nina and Wendy. We enjoyed it so much. And by the way, just to be clear, being a patron is very inexpensive, and it's just a way that you can let us know that you're part of our fam. It's patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. And we have two new members of the fam. Yes. That we- I wanted to say... Thank you, do I do too, and that is Jay and Erica. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Um, I also wanted to say, now is the time to join us on Patreon. Why? Because I don't have a rash anymore. Yoo-hoo! And because I don't have a rash, that means we're having a rash party. For those of us who didn't know about your rash, where was the rash located? Uh, inner thigh, inner left thigh, right near the <laughs> testicles, was not a convenient place when being intimate with people. no. And now you're rash free, ready to and get so, down and dirty. So we're doing a live Q&A with video and all. Join us at 6 p.m. on Wednesday, February 19th. If you're part of our patron family, you're going to get directions. So make sure to join us right there so you can join us.
That's join right. us on Patreon so you can find out directions. And join us. And to join us and join us and join us. Okay. Do we have a review, Cam? I, I do review. have a review. We love when you leave us ratings and reviews. And, and so I wanted to read one. Can I just say, it, we're getting a lot of reviews basically because people are going to rate this podcast.com slash mom. It's so much easier than trying to find it on iTunes and other platforms. So, and it really helps us. It tells you exactly where you can review us and gives you directions. So and I wanted we to thank read, you for doing that in advance. So this one says, my go-to podcast, five stars by Singing Sierra. Not only are these two entertaining, but I also learn a lot from them being a college student who is exposed to new things. The only thing I hate is I can't listen to them in public because I would be laughing too hard. (laughs) I love, love, love that they keep it real all the time. And one of my favorite things is when Cam goes on one of his rants and when Karen reacts to it, it's hilarious. My favorite too. I personally love the Monday shows for this reason, but the Thursday shows are so informational, so they're equally as great. If you haven't already, listen to this podcast. They're great. They're funny. They're what you need to brighten your day. Fucking Sierra. I love that. Singing it, praise. Thank you, Sierra. It, it means so much to us. That and is the sweetest fucking review we've got in a long time. I love when people laugh out loud at us in public places. Thank you so, so much for that sweet review. It really encourages us to keep making these things. And keep ranting. So we love you all. If you get a sec, please leave us a review. And I think we say ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now. Bye. 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 Bye.